1: Okay, I spoke to Clockwork Yes Recently mm-hmm. And it was very different to like most conversations I've had with him Like really different He wanted to start off by going off the record And he was not like As chirpy As chirpy as he usually was and he Ironic says, like,
3: how he said chirpy and his name's Clockwork <laughs> Yeah <bird>. <laughs> <laughs> word <laughs>
1: um, He was just a bit like solemn, uh, And he says like What do you know about Thomas Schoenberger <gasps> and i was like i do know a little bit like for disclosure i'm looking into this guy with with i said friend (laughs) yeah 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 Fair. Yeah, yeah. um and he was like again oh my god and so i really i was going to message you this on holiday but i chose not to because like these people are kind of scary i think and so it made me think of what you're up to it didn't it it didn't make me think that we should stop. Yeah. But it did make me think that like this is a bit bigger than I thought it was. Yeah. And also like a bit more real than I thought it was. Yeah. Um, because I think that among solvers and this is also not they're really friendly to me and they know what I'm up to and they really trust me, I think. And they trust I mean, by by central think they trust you. So it's not yeah. it's not any way like telling us off at all it was actually like a warning very careful with these people okay um so i'm just gonna put that out there
3: mm-hmm.
1: you're listening to archive the world's hardest puzzle a podcast from stack episode six the key is all around you
3: Myself and Tommy are in the office late. He's sitting across the desk from me, fidgeting nervously with the settings on Zoom. Can you tell me your name and your occupation, who you are?
2: My name is Thomas Schoenberger and I'm a composer.
3: Thomas Schoenberger, a man who claims he is the owner and creator of Cicada 3301. The intricate, mysterious, and alluring online puzzle we've been looking into for months. This man claims to be the founder. What's more, he has some of the credentials to back it up.
1: There's literally nothing to it. And it's it's just a guy who claims that he has more information than he does. See if you can make more sense of him than I can. But not everyone believes him. Take the Discord community. They've told me he's a fraud, a game jacker, and is taking credit for something he did not make. We've decided the best way to determine whether he's legit is to speak with him ourselves.
3: So I suppose, like, to start off, what ideas does Cicada 3301 advocate? What is at their core?
2: We're very much into the rights of privacy. Um, We believe that um, the government should be naked not the people everything is being watched the way that i look at it uh, the information is being harvested our wants our needs our habits our environments where we travel who we speak to uh, who we interact with who we love who we hate (laughs) so everything is is, uh, being tracked
3: what was the purpose of these puzzles
2: the purpose was to create a renaissance through individual uh pilgrimage there's something very endearing about a person taking a road where they don't know where it goes they're going to see things they've never seen and they're is, in my mind, a good idea for an interior pilgrimage, which can lead to an interior renaissance.
3: I'm slowly nodding along to everything Thomas is saying, mentally taking notes and making sure they add up with what we know about Cicada 3301. When he speaks about a pilgrimage, it reminds me of how the 2014 puzzle started. On that note, we'll go back... To the very beginning, whose idea was Cicada 3301? How involved were you? When was it from the beginning?
2: Okay, so we, Iona and I, had planned in 2010
3: to... um... Thomas goes on to speak about the involvement of three people, Iona Miller, Ian Murdoch, and Bruce Cooper Clark Jr. In an email prior to this interview, Thomas wrote, Quote, The creators of the puzzle included Iona Miller, my friend Bruce, and others. All I did was to offer some ideas. I do not code. I am not a computer person. End quote. He's the creator of a highly technical online puzzle, but is not a computer person. Hmm. Odd. Okay, remember that website I found in the last episode? Cicada3301official.com. Well, on that, Thomas is listed under the founders. And then there's Iona Miller, Ian Murdoch, and Bruce Cooper Clark Jr., who are listed under the alumni section.
4: Ian Murdoch is certified as one of the most influential open source software engineers of our time. Iona was a nonfiction writer for academic and popular press, a clinical hypnotherapist, multimedia artist, and a brilliant mind. Bruce Cooper Clark Jr. was a radar man in World War II and upon retirement was a founding member of the Mozart Society of America.
3: All three of these individuals have skills, interests, and professions which emulate parts of the puzzle. Ian Murdoch for the coding, Iona Miller for the creative thinking, Bruce Cooper Clark Jr. for the arts, and then Thomas for the music.
2: And so with Ian, he had... skill set and it was him who gave the name we were in yonville exactly where i am now and we were having lunch um at a place called pacific blues cafe and we were outside i said listen to those crickets he corrected me nikki he said those are not crickets those are cicadas and so he's a, a, he explained what a cicada is and he said they're they are, they are being triloquists. They throw their voice to elude predators and they are the composers of the insect world. But then with Cicada, it was his idea to call it that and then he took you know ideas that I had and Iona had about pilgrimages, um, about privacy and at first when i mentioned privacy he had totally disagreed with me he said no everything needs to be open source everything should be out in the open that's freedom and i i had an argument with him a gentle one but said no you're absolutely wrong that uh if you go into the produce aisle of a supermarket and you take a machete to some of the fruit there they're now open. They're open source and they're going to rot.
1: But the thing I just can't square is why would the founder of a group which advocates privacy so well suddenly go public?
2: Well, okay, I didn't ever decide um, to step into the light. <laughs> um, I was doxed. The same people who have accused uh, the token of mischief they've consistently accuse us of things that we're not guilty of and we always have to step forward and say we are not breaking law. we're not a a group of terrorists we're not looking to overthrow governments we're literally a renaissance we're attempting to to uh, wake up people
1: ah Uh, by the way doxing is internet slang it's when you intentionally leak someone's personal information online. It's an unwritten rule of the internet to not do
2: this.
3: But would you call yourself one of the founders of Cicada 3301?
2: You know, it's a hard thing. I, I didn't digitize it. Um, maybe a founding philosopher would be good.
3: So you say it was yourself and Iona who had that idea, then Ian Murdoch, was he the only person who, like, basically, as you put it, like, digitalized this puzzle? When we're talking coding, when we're talking the digitalizing, how many people were involved in that?
2: Probably five.
3: Until now, I've been open-minded, willing to hear his side of the story. It all seems plausible. But it's time to bring it back to more concrete answers. Things we can actually follow up on. The Instar Emergence. Did you compose that piece of music? Yep. You did?
2: Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, 2005 was the original version. I still have it.
3: 2005? Oh, <laughs> um, Do you have a copy? Yeah.
2: yeah, I would have to dig around, uh, but I have it.
3: Finally, something concrete we can check. I glance at Tommy and he's hastily taking notes. I decide to continue my fact checking. I want to ask about PGP. That signature key that comes up again and again that allowed solvers to verify whether a message was actually from Cicada three hundred one.
4: From here on out, we will cryptographically sign all messages with this key.
3: In our emails, I had asked Thomas why recent posts allegedly made by Cicada301 weren't signed with the PGP key. You said as well, um, and this I was really interested in, you said that since 2015, that Cicada will not use their verified PGP until January 2025. And so far you were proven correct.
2: I know where the PGP is. (laughs) <laughs> and we have to release in a thirteen-year cycle, like cicadas. They they release in thirteen and seventeen-year cycles, and so we wanted to make it special.
1: I write a note to Nikki. I've heard that saying again and again in the Discord community. No PGP, no cicada.
3: I've seen a, a big thing that on um, a lot of the anything you look at cicada, like no G. PGP, that's not Cicada. Would you stand by that?
2: Oh, no, I absolutely disagree. And the reason being is that um, in 2017, in April, there was a fake PGP that was put out. They spoofed the command line on the PGP and put it out there and said, no PGP, no Cicada. We had already decided that we weren't going to use PGP anymore.
3: The question I asked was straightforward. Thomas's answer, however, was far from that. So what? They've just abandoned using PGP. How do you prove to them that you are a cicada? How do you show them that this is you?
2: I don't. (laughs) You see, that's the trick. They want to get me to a position where I prove, and to me, Proof is not so important.
3: I don't know about you, but if I was Thomas and I was under constant scrutiny, I would just provide the proof. This must be what the Discord community thinks. Like me, they mustn't understand it. There's obviously people, as you said, all around the world still trying to solve these puzzles. Like, do you have any relationship with any of the solvers, or would you be more so? Yeah what what are they like what what's your relationship like with them
2: there are some that have solved things and instead of doing what the uncovering cicada wiki does which is let's make it public for everybody they've solved things and figured things out and they've kept quiet about it and that is good so they get entree into certain other things um you know i I will give them hints on uh on Libre Primus for instance
3: do you know what the Libra Primus says
2: Sure I do it's twenty percent um de- decoded at this point you know there's decryption and decoding and um they're getting slowly but surely they're starting to realize that it is um it's a musical tome, so we were able to encrypt um, things musically, oh. and so people are now starting to understand that, yeah. Hey. okay. okay.
3: <laughs> so if I hypothetically solve the Libra Primus, what is the purpose of the message I get at the end?
2: You would have a multitude of treasure maps, and then you would find things... In the ground, treasures all over Europe, all over America. I have put things in the ground since uh, 1988.
3: So the secret behind the Libra Primus is a treasure map. And the way to decode it is by using musical notes. Catching a glimpse of Tommy over my screen, I can see he's thinking the exact same thing. What is happening if I let Thomas continue on this path, I know there's a strong possibility that this interview will spiral into a completely different area. Why are you hiding these, these treasures for people to find? Is this their reward at the end of the pilgrimage or is it just, just something you wanted to do?
2: The whole idea of a global treasure hunt fascinates me. Treasure is something that has uh, launched ships. You had the first Crusades. So treasure as a motivator fits in perfectly with seeking enlightenment, um, taking that pilgrimage. So it all fits. Mm. And yeah, ultimately by 2025, you're going to see um, a huge global treasure on <laughs>
3: Of all the things I was expecting Thomas to say, this has surprised me the most. I grab a piece of paper and write a note to myself. The Libra Primus equals a treasure map? What? If I let Thomas continue on this path, I know there's a strong possibility that this interview will spiral into a completely different area. And 2025, that's yeah. because... The cicadas will reemerge. Is that it?
2: Correct. The, the cicadas will reemerge and um, we will give clues to the treasure maps too. And treasure maps are simulations of actual uh, 16th and 17th century treasure maps.
3: If I let Thomas continue on this path, I know there's a strong possibility that this interview will spiral into a completely different area. Why are people so obsessed with Cicada 321? Why do you think they are?
2: (laughs) It speaks to something that is never spoken. There's an ephemeral part of the human spirit where you're not going to Starbucks in the morning to get coffee. You're, You're not going to work you're not turning on the telly there's a part of us that yearns for more
3: sorry thomas you're kind of breaking up on me there can you still hear me hello oh he's
4: gone And I think maybe we'll wait maybe like two more minutes. Yeah. Just
3: to see in case he rings back on that thing or he rings me back on my phone. And if not, we'll take the positives. We'll go transcribe the interview. We'll look up, do some fact check-in, check all the other names. There's a lot of names given.
1: We've got There's a lot of follow-up. Whilst the thought's still fresh, like, what do you think? How are you feeling? How do you think that
3: went? Um, there's no tension, which I was surprised about because... Plus, he answered everything well. That's
1: the thing that just threw me off. Like everything and
3: everything was like without a like without a beast, like just being like yeah. And then this happened. They met him. Blah, blah.
1: And the thing that threw me off was like who's making the rules? Who's who's calling the shots? Like I love the Discord community, but I guess
3: have we been looking at them in the wrong light? Is the Discord the ones that aren't seeing the truth? Do you get me? Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just because the answers were so.
1: But like at the same time, he could just have just done his research. If he's came to be cicada, he could have just done his research and had the answers. Bam, 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 with a bit of color to make it seem realistic.
3: But who are who are we to? This is the whole thing. Who are we to say who is and who isn't? Like I got this weird feeling that I was like. I don't want to end this with being like, and this is, you know, this is the guide, this is Cicada, whatever, because like, I don't want to make that decision for people because I want them to hear this, to hear that what we've learned and to then make their decision. Like, I'm not going to tell them because again, what a lot of people like to, even to Thomas, like it's a renaissance to other people. It's whatever you want it to be. It's a movement, it's a community. It's, do you know, it's a way of learning. I don't think, I think there is like, I don't know, but what I do know is that we have a lot of stuff to check. We have a lot of stuff to follow up with Thomas about, like to get him to send us evidence. And if in 2025, if a series of treasure is gone somewhere, I'm ringing Thomas and I'm going to ask him for a map (laughs) because I'm going to need funding for a new pod. No, but oh my God. I feel like we've it's the road to El Dorado and we're the two guys with that horse. And this is mentally (sighs) funny, but also crazy at the same time. So it just... We have to verify. That's all we can do now.
1: And even then, I just I just don't know anymore. That's the I thing. don't know anymore.
3: Is that the point? Yeah. Maybe. Thomas spoke about um, Ian Murdoch passing away. Like, we can't ask the person. Like, it could be a, a question of we know, but we'll never know because we can never ask him.
1: Just like the interruption. Just like Boktamowski.
3: Exactly. Why the, the, is this happening again? The next morning, I'm sitting with a large peppermint tea and the whiteboard beside me. After re-listening to the interview, I'm just mulling over the details. I
1: enter the room to see Nikki's notes splayed across the table. On the whiteboard are bullet points from the interview with Thomas, red marker circling the key pieces of evidence.
3: You see, I'm drafting an email to follow up with Thomas on what he promised me. Here's what I've got. Number one, the in store emergence, that musical file that was included in the puzzles. Thomas claimed he composed it. I still have it. And he I said he'd look on. for the original composition.
2: Yeah, I would have to dig around, uh, but I have it.
3: Number two, the original coding group.
2: Iona and I had planned...
3: Can he get me the names and contact details?
2: He he had a skill set. And it was him who gave the name.
3: And last but not least, why are the new posts not PGP verified? We had already
2: decided that we weren't going to use PGP anymore.
3: I want a straight answer. Listening back to the interview, something about this particular detail just doesn't sit right with me.
1: No PGP, no cicada.
3: Going over my email once more, I press send. In the days and weeks after the interview,
1: I couldn't help but shake a feeling of uncertainty. I want to know who was behind Cicada 3301. And while Thomas Schoenberger says a lot, where do the rumours end and the facts begin? It's playing on my mind a lot. Maybe we've been looking at Cicada 3301 all wrong. We're asking who, when we
4: should be asking why. We are drawn together by common beliefs, liberty, privacy, security.
1: I keep on coming back to this. Cicada 3301's manifesto, the reason why the group exists. To them, internet censorship is wrong and privacy is an inalienable right. They exist to champion these ideas, but they weren't the first to do so.
2: Imagine a world where every word ever written, every picture ever painted, and every film ever shot could be viewed instantly in your home via an information superhighway, a high-capacity digital communications network.
3: Catch me up. Where were you
1: in the early 90s? Not born. Me neither.
3: Oh, you're freaking me out, sorry.
1: Um, we, We were born... When the internet was already like pretty much a thing, like the World Wide Web had been established in like I think it's 1998. Mm. So we, I would say we're probably like one of the last generations to have been born pre-internet, which mm. is crazy. But this story starts in the early 90s when the internet was just emerging. Okay, like this new technology. The internet itself was created I think from the U.S. military. It was like an internal thing, and then it became public domain. This is the early 90s. It's a wild west.
2: Now, I can't electronically mail our Prime Minister, John Major, because he hasn't got a modem. And I can't find out what his government's policy on information superhighways is, because it hasn't got one. At least nothing the
1: news. I've spent some time going back through my notes. While Thomas Schoenberger does say a lot about his connection to the puzzles, he says comparatively little about privacy. One of Cicada 3301's core principles. It brings me back to the why. Now, the people who are starting to use it, the tech savvy people are like, whoa, hang on. Why are you trying to watch what we're doing? Like, this is in breach of the Fourth Amendment, which is about privacy. So like, let the internet just chill, bro. Mm. Just stop trying to ruin this amazing thing by like watching what we're doing and um, getting in the way of like privacy rights. Because mm. these people believe that the internet should be this free place where you can be anonymous and you can be, what's the word they use? Um, yeah, you can be anonymous and you have the right to privacy online where you don't need to be like, watched from basically Big Brother. So I've arrived back at privacy, that core principle that Cicada 3301 seems to be all about. And in my search, I've spoken to people like Mark Johnson from Big Brother Watch. You can't have freedom of expression without having privacy. And Raya from The Tor
0: Project. You can't say you care about privacy without saying you care about online privacy and therefore without saying you care about encryption.
1: And in there, I've seen glimpses of Cicada. These people began to collapse together And so that's how I found a group known as the Cypherpunks. They called themselves the Cypherpunks. Cypher, because they write encryption technologies. They believed in encryption and coding. And punk, well, because... You get the idea. The Cypherpunks were active in the early 90s, right at the start of the internet age. They saw what the internet was becoming And they didn't like it. 9th of March 1993. Privacy is necessary for an open society in an electronic age. This is is the Cypherpunks Manifesto. And it was written in 1993. It reads familiar. So I've decided to read it out to Nikki and and see if she notices it too. Cypherpunks write code. We know that someone has to write software to defend privacy. And since we can't get privacy unless we all do, we're going to write it. Reading them aloud, the comparisons between the two manifestos are hard to ignore. The cypherpunks are actively engaged in making the network safer for privacy. Let us proceed together apace. Cicada 3301's manifesto may have been released 20 years later but it had all the same general ideas.
3: In that our primary focus is on researching and developing techniques to aid the ideas we advocate. Liberty, Liberty, security, security, privacy.
1: privacy. From my research, it seems that the Cypherpunks group may no longer be around, but I hear their echoes in Cicada 3301. From what we know about them, It's clear that privacy and encryption and data security is really important, and it's echoing some of the stuff that was going on in the Cypherpunk Manifesto, like we the Cypherpunks are dedicated to building anonymous systems. We're defending privacy with cryptography and anonymous mail forwarding systems. Da 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 da.
3: Like there's just yeah 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 necessarily
1: mean there's a link, but they clearly believe
3: in yeah their Venn diagram of beliefs very very strongly overlaps.
1: A lot of what the cypherpunks wrote back in the day can still be found on the web. They communicated on a mailing list, which is basically a long thread of emails. You could say it's an early form of an internet group chat. Feels kind of weird saying that. Anyways, all those mailing list conversations have been archived. And so, obviously, I read through them. Alright, um... Do-do-do-do-do. Phil Zimmerman. Carl Cady. Wait a second. What? That name. And that's when there's a user on this mailing list who's going by nobody at Nobody at Cicada. cicada.berkeley.edu. This person has put messages up. Um, you know, some of them are quite, like, casual. A niche insect username... On an early online forum dedicated to privacy, now come on. Basically, what I am saying is, there is so much like crazy things that link this person to Cicada 341. Mm. One is an ideology, one that matches like really well. Two is Cicada, yeah, that name. Um, also, this guy does have other email addresses, and okay. the, one's P Mantis, like praying mantis. One's named after another insect. Okay. So, Cicada is one of a few names this person uses. Mm-hmm. Um, which may be one of the reasons why I don't think, but, but yeah. I want to be an open mind with this.
3: So I think these are very, like, coincide. They're very similar, that it would be hard to think that there isn't. You know what I mean? Like, how many people felt that strongly back in the day? Like, surely yeah. that's like, yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely, definitely a, a plan of action. And maybe,
1: I mean, you know, the sci-fi Punk's kind of faded out. Mm. Maybe Cicada 3301 was a way to reignite that. Archive is a Stack production. Created by me, Tommy Trelawney.
3: And me, Nikki Anderson. Sound design was by the amazing Tom Wally...
1: Temi Adebayo was our fantastic assistant producer. Production support by Taylor Owen.
3: Executive production came from Charlie Morgan, Luke Moore and John Teague.